You're watching the Rebel Scum Podcast. You are always scum. Rebel Scum. From odds making to list rankings, we've got you covered. And don't forget to join us on Patreon for early access and exclusive content. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. So James, I, I, uh, I have gotten into a new TV show on HBO called The Outsider. They did two episodes. I think I believe it's a miniseries because it's based on Stephen King book. And as you know, I love Stephen King. But the main character and the whole reason I bring this up on a Star Wars podcast is uh, our Orson Krennic. I, oh, God. What's his name? Who plays Orson Krennic? Ben. Hmm? Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn, Yes. He's the main character in that show, and it's really great. And I was just like, man, I really appreciate this guy to the point that his acting skills in this show makes me want to watch Rogue One yet again. And it's just like, what a time to be alive. This is the Rebel Scum Stephen King cast. I'm Brock. This and, is, And I've read one Stephen King book my entire life. <laughs> uh, it's not even a full book. I think it's a short. It's The Mist. I read The Mist when I was in grade eight, the eighth grade. Yep. And uh, I've seen it, and uh, Dreamcatcher. Yep. And that might be it. <laughs> uh, the Shining. I've never seen uh, The Shining. I have seen Ready Player One, which has a scene from The Shining. <laughs> um, gosh, I'm sure there's another one that I've seen. It'd be funny if you haven't seen The Shining, but you've seen Doctor Sleep. I'm like, uh... did that come out already? <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, much fanfare for Doctor Sleep starring Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, look at the Star Wars connections. This is what we do on Rebel Scum Pat. Yeah. So much podcast. You know, I got to say this is our 121st time doing this last week was 100 and oh wait, 151st. 121st. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going back in time. We've done 151 of these. This is the well, we've done 151. This will be our 151. Uh last week it came out um we did 150. That was so much fun. It was fun to have a bunch of our Patreon friends joining us for it. And um, I just wanted to say, Brock did too, I think. I'll let you speak for yourself, though, because you're here. Just thank you to everybody for this joining us on this crazy on, <laughs> on this crazy podcast ride. <laughs> it, it is, thank you very much. It's nice to see. It like, is it's, dumbfounding. Yeah. That uh, yeah, people like us. <laughs> they really like us. <laughs> well, they like Andrew, I think. Mm. I just noticed your shirt. <laughs> subtle, subtle touches. <laughs> subtle, subtle. Well, because uh, nobody knows this, but when I'm watching the show, I usually have it, uh, the monitor that I yeah, see you in is very small because I'm checking levels and everything, which usually goes off without a hitch. <laughs> so I'm checking that, yeah. so you're very small, and I just put up the the web view now and I'm yeah. <laughs> and I saw it I just I, I can't stop laughing at well played well played on that one yeah. Brock yep from Monster Squad I do believe which I don't think I've ever watched that you, movie okay that one I've seen I'm a huge Monster Squad yeah, yeah, fan yeah. love Monster Squad the Wolfman has nards <laughs> right. that's a line from that they're gonna remake it never have a Shane Black wrote that one this is Boba Fett's gun oh this, yeah yeah, Shane Black wrote it. They're supposed to make a remake with Shane Black, but I guess that one died off. Dead. Yeah, it happened. 151. I'm just going to... Every time we do something, I'm just going to say the number of the episode. Mm. We're just like, 151! <laughs> 151. I want to go... Um, but yeah, but no, sincerely though, thank you to everybody yeah. uh, for joining <laughs> us on this crazy ride that we're on. Uh, talking Star Wars, we've met so many cool people. We're going to meet more at Celebration. We got to go to Celebration, um, yeah. and we get to hang out once a week, so that's fun. Are you crying? I'm getting emotional. Are you crying? I'm crying. I'm crying on the <laughs> inside. Did you cry during Rise of Skywalker? No. Did you cry during Avengers? <laughs> no. Which one? <laughs> I don't know. The The last one. No, I only cry on on Veterans Day. <laughs> That's bad. We don't have Veterans Day. 
<laughs> Sorry. Well, Remembrance Day. That's a good I just day. Was like, a lot of Americans listen to this. Shout out if you're Canadian in the comments, because I'm like, who is Canadian in our our fans? Not just our Patreon, just you know those people that come back and listen to us. I think um, there's a, there's a few Canadians. We definitely have a few. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, judging from the analytics, I can tell you there's a lot of Americans and a lot of British. Uh, a lot of that's wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So our our, na- our native Canadians, they don't. They're like ah. Oh. Do the British have uh, Disney Plus yet? When does no, that roll? No, March. And I believe oh, ooh, some countries are starting to get the countdown emails like, hey, get ready. Uh, March 20th or something like that. You get it. or so. Like Clone Wars Season 7 will be out before they get it. Yes, yes. How are they How are they releasing that? Is that going to be episodic or are they just releasing the whole season? I don't I think they've heard. announced it. There's been so little fanfare on... Mm. on uh, Clone Wars, it's kind of incredible. Like people, yeah. you know, if you didn't if you weren't looking forward to it, I don't suspect you would even know it was coming. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? I have to rewatch the six other seasons. Yeah, like, like it, So I uh I'm trying to get Aaron to start watching it. I want to do like a video of like Aaron's first time watching Clone Wars and see what she thinks of it because she knows all the characters involved. Mm. And I think I'm really curious um before we get into the topic, say I'm really, really looking forward to owning Rise of Skywalker and watching those mm-hmm. nine movies. Do you know what I mean? Like just like watching all nine of them side by side on a rainy Sunday or something, and just uh, well, experiencing that. If they put out a what do you call a nine film trilogy? If they were to put all of them in like a Blu-ray special edition, would you buy it? I or think the- they are. Well, I I assume they are, but like I'm just saying as a for instance, do, would you buy it now that we have a streaming service that's on there? See, I would. But here's the thing: I don't like. I'm tired of. Everyone knows this. I lived in a in a little apartment, so I didn't have room to put anything anymore. Mm. So I went all digital. Now I'm very comfortable with digital, and I will tell you, there are times when I'm, you know, I'm on the treadmill or whatever, and I can just put on my digital copy, and I don't care. Uh, now, mm. yeah, like you said, streaming kind of changes that up a bit. Yeah. However, I think there's still something to owning. Something like that, especially since I'm such a fan of it that I think I would like to have that in my house somewhere. Yeah. The 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 issue that I'm having is is the Skywalker saga actually over? I mean, I know you know the billion dollars that I made wasn't enough for a lot of people. Mm. Um, maybe Disney didn't think it was enough. I don't know, but maybe they want him. I mean, I think they do want to move on. That's why they're moving on. But yeah. I mean, they do kind of leave it open a bit like hey this could come they could come back in some capacity and if that happens is this over for real that so i am torn um but yeah i would would you i don't know because i at one point i told myself when i stopped buying dvds and blu-rays that like at least i'll i'll buy the star wars Blu-rays, but yeah. I haven't bought one since Force Awakens. Like, yeah, I mean, it neither. wasn't even like a choice. Like, I wasn't going to buy them. Like, they just stopped. You know, yep. I think I have digital pretty much all of them, but with them being on Netflix and now Disney Plus, it's just. I stopped because a Rogue One did it for me. Because what happened was it, they, it came out like a week or two before the Blu-ray, right? And yeah. it was like the day before. I was like. Uh, I just want to watch it. And I bought it, and then I had it at midnight. It was right there. I was laying in bed, and I was like, well, I guess I'm watching Rogue One, and I watched the Vader hallway scene like seven times. <laughs> and I had it, and I was, and I watched it enough times, I think, to justify, first of all, paying full price for a digital copy, which is ridiculous. Uh, yeah. But also, that, and then I was like, well, what's the point of getting a physical copy now that I have this? And then Last Jedi came, and it was the same type of thing where it was like the day before, I was like, oh, I just want to watch this. I watched yeah. Praetorian Guards. So I bought it. came in at midnight. I watched Praetorian Guards like seven times. Yeah. Uh, Solo was different, but I was in a very different state at that point. Um, mm. And then, uh, but I only have digital of that. And Rise of Skywalker, I pre-ordered on digital just because I know March, whenever the heck it comes out, I'm going to want to watch it at midnight and watch the Ben Solo scene 400,000 times. <laughs> Here's a question for you before we get in. I think we should yeah. do a vote of confidence of this in the, in the maybe next month. Praetorian guard scene 
Knight of Ren scene, yeah. which is actually cooler. The uh, Praetorian Guards. That's what I think as well. However, Adat Chat, a good friend over at Adat Chat, did a video on that Ben Solo fight with the Knights of with the Knights of Ren. It's short, but it's pretty awesome. Mm, fair. I, I'm gonna say that he like he breaks it down. He does. I mean, if that's what his videos are breaking it down and stuff. And he, but he broke it down enough where I was like, this is a pretty kick ass. I mean, I've seen the movie twice as of recording this, twice in the theater, right? So I've seen the Praetorian Guards three hundred thousand times, and mm-hmm. I still think Praetorian Guards in the red look a lot cooler than Knights of Ren in black in a black cave on Exegol. Yeah, it's just I wanted so much more. Yeah. Uh, but I've said it before. Oh, my, my, my phone's going crazy. Um, I said it before, night, uh, if you're not reading... Uh, maybe I have this. Let's go back to the next episode. Did I say it? If you're not reading uh, <laughs> Kylo Ren, which to segue back to what we were just speaking of, I've only bought digitally because <laughs> I just wanted to read it immediately. Um, uh, that is satisfying my need for info on the knights of ren and it's like i kind of hope that there's some yeah conclusion in that that like makes their appearance in rise of skywalker more interesting i was like i don't think we needed i don't think there's a part of the movie that's like we need to know who they are it doesn't really no i think i was thinking about it earlier i was like you know what they're kind of i think be- because of J.J. Abrams opening his mouth in Force Awakens, and they did this with Phasma. When they open, when he opened his mouth, it kind of opened the door to these being yeah. something that they never were going to be. I think. Um, I'm really, I am curious if J.J. Abrams did all three of these movies, where the Knights of Ren would have ended up. Yeah, like would they have been relegated to what they like? They're not in Last Jedi, obviously. Um, would they ever? But would they have been this the muscle still? You know, just doing go go there, do that, and then they walk yeah. into it. That's my Kylo Ren impression, by the way. It's pretty oh, it's good. It's very good. It's very. <laughs> I called Adam Driver. I call him. I call him AD. Adam Driver. I gave him a call, and uh, he said, "You're you're spot on." So now I'll be doing voice work for him on future uh, films. I actually did the ADR on Marriage Story. Oh, cool. Yeah, but I am actually Scott- his hand double when he opens the pickles. That's me. For anybody that's seen Marriage Story. All right, well, let's get into the topics of today's show, Brock, uh, because they are a lot of fun. Also, you guys should check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Podcast. We got lots of cool shows, cool spunky things going on. Andrew just sent his audio for um, this month's Goodwill Hunting, and I believe it is on uh, the final order of Shivp Palpatine, so... Oh, cool. It sounds boring. <laughs> he loves his GVP. He did one on on Palpatine from the perspective. Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> but he did it on the well, – I asked him to. On the perspective – like he did it from the point of view of like – of the Emperor. Like so he's a good guy in his good hunting on it. So he's he's very pleasant. Uh, but we have a question from Gleek Play 1. Our good friend Gleek Play sends this over. High Republic movie and or saga. This is what they want to talk about because we talked about this on episode 150, Brock. Totally fine with some Sith action, but I'm at a point where I need to care about the idea of the Republic again. I hope the Mm. big bad is an outside invasion force so the Galaxy and Republic are on the same side in the fight. I don't think yet another Civil War would do much for me story-wise. Is that for the next trilogy? Yeah, or the next movie or saga or whatever. Call it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice to see the guys thrive for a second, you know? Like, yeah. I, I mean, they, I didn't read a ton of it, but like what they were doing in the latter years of the Dark Horse Star Wars universe with the use on Vong, that seemed pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, and it felt slightly different, I think, but they're still invading. I think it was just that. If it was different and like they don't feel like uh, like a tyrant regime, they just seem like ooh, they're like they look like weird elves <laughs> or something. I don't know how to properly describe them, but that was interesting. So uh, 
I don't know. It's here's the problem too. You kind of have to build up a new storyline, I think, because it's like you can throw us in the action if you have your main characters already figured out. And I know, yes, yeah, Star Wars, we kind of New Hope, it kind of does that already. Uh, no, we 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 learn our characters as we go. You know what I mean? So like the first movie is going to be about that. Uh, I would, yeah. You know what? I think what would be satisfying is we start this next movie where it's like there have been fifty years of resist uh, re- resistance, uh, Republic uh, peace or something like that. So you're like, yeah, okay, cool. They, they they finally won one for once. But yeah, I don't yeah, I don't think they, we need Galactic Civil War anymore. I think we're over that. I was kind of thinking we were going to be over that when we hit episode seven. Like, what's the next chapter in these in these stories? But they went right back to that. And then you know, look, I think that's a one one plus for Palpatine coming back. Is it kind of you're like, okay, I understand now why it's the same plot because it's the same villain. Gotcha. But I think yeah, I'm, I think move past galactic civil war move into something yeah i I don't want to say bigger i said this last week i want something a little bit more intimate still but have a threat from somewhere else someone come in um like that or have jedi versus sith just you know there there is no conflict with with the republic it's something smaller something deeper and the jedi have to uncover some kind of mysterious plot brought about by the sith who they thought were extinguished you know uh 600 years before this because like i said the phantom menace i believe they mentioned the sith haven't been around for a thousand years or something like that but if you could find a way to have a mysterious figure roaming around the jedi try and track down this sith and maybe the sith ends up victorious brock Mm, maybe i could see something like we kind of if we're going to do something about with jedi and sith you kind of have to reinvent what they are. So, like, maybe it's, like, 50, 60 years in the future. The Jedi Order has been reestablished, but even though it has its place in the galaxy, it's not really revered anymore because they're like, well, look at the mess you guys started. So it's like, you know, maybe they're just, like, there as, you know, you know, thank you for your service, but we're not going to let you affect the galaxy this much. And then... So, like, our character is maybe a Jedi, but, like, they're not... He's he's maybe a bumbling oaf or something like that. And then we join him as this everyman into... He stumbles into some kind of intrigue, some new thing that's coming. You know what I mean? Something like that. Well, what if... What if... This predates the prequels, obviously. So, let's say there are... This is the beginnings of the Jedi Order. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. High Republic. <laughs> yeah, it's High Republic. So let's say there are Jedi, but the Jedi have kind of... The future. <laughs> but the Jedi aren't generals yet, right? Like, they're, they're just kind of... They're keepers of the peace, but maybe this is yeah. before they're keepers of the peace, and they're just like Robin Hood and his merry men at this point. They're just like, we're going to help out, sure. but we're not associated with anybody. And this is kind of the story of them becoming associated with the Republic. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I, just, I, I am with you. Like, they have to change things up. Um, but you know what? We haven't seen Jedi and Sith in action since the prequels. And even then, we only got one Sith at a time. Yeah. Well, except for Revenge, where we got two. But even then, it's not, you know, Anakin still the blue. We've never seen more than one lightsaber, more than one red lightsaber at a time, basically. <laughs> right? Um, it'd be cool to see that. But then you got to go to Old Republic to give us that. Otherwise, your continuity is, is broken. Unless it's a creature in the shadows. Who kills our hero Jedi at the end of the first? Yes, slices him out, and then he's like, "My name is Darth Sidious." <laughs> uh, I don't know. You think we could see some? Uh, did we talk Plagueis? Yeah, we talked Plagueis. Uh, you think Plagueis can show up in these in these High Republic era stories? If this is what we're getting, uh, this announcement's coming. This announcement's definitely happening while in between recording this and. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's hundred percent happening. It's maybe like we kind of take on. I know I'm gonna say it on a Star Wars podcast, like a Star Trek sort of storyline. So if we're in the past, I don't know how far into the past, but enough that like what 
it doesn't really directly affect what happens in our new saga. Maybe it's like the Jedi are sent out as explorers, you know, right? So like maybe the concept is bringing uh, society yeah. to like star star travel to to planets that that don't have it yet, which is usually like typically a bad thing, you know. You don't want to affect the evolution of a different society of what or whatever. So that's why I say Star Trek because it just reminds me of like. We're going to we're going there to explore, and we're not going to affect them if we can't or we don't have to. And then maybe that <laughs> the end of that movie is like this is why they don't do that. But maybe that could work. That'd be kind of interesting. It's like I don't know if that works exactly in that. But like it'd be interesting to be like, oh, this is the first time that uh, a Rodian sees a starship for the first time, and they're like, oh, okay, that's how it works. Um, but yeah. I think like it, it has to have an archaic feel to it, even though it's in a series that does light speed and has you know going to space is like a daily thing for them. I think it's going to be archaic. I think they say that in the, the making Star Wars story. I think he says that he's like it's going to have that old feel to it, the lived yeah. in feel. See, for me, I like I want to go. If you're going to go 400 years, give me the glossiness of the prequels. Give me that. I like the idea that that there's a period of time when the galaxy was bright and beautiful and vibrant except for tattooing it was bright and beautiful and, and all that and then the imperial reign kind of destroys that and makes it all cruddy and lived in like it'd be cool if they're like coruscant and there's no it's not like a huge city planet yet wouldn't it be cool if they do a movie in the future and it goes back to Coruscant and Coruscant is like Toronto, where it's like all old archetypes, texture, and then there's like new buildings sprinkled everywhere? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I, I would love. And I would it love has that. Like Coruscant and big bright letters beside a water fountain at City Hall. That turns into a skating rink in the in the winter. Absolutely, <laughs> they should do that. I would be down for it. How many Sith you do? You, do you think it's how involved? Are Jedi and Sith going to be? How involved would you like to see Jedi and Sith be in these in this new series? I I want them to sort of still be on the fringes in a sense, like uh, and to the fact that like I I think the Sith always have this going for them, where you don't know when they're going to show up, sort of thing, or what they're doing is always hidden in the background, so. Yeah, here somewhere like you know, in the shadows, hidden in the background, something like that. Uh, I feel like that's always a Sith storyline, but I don't know, is that worth it? Uh, uh, I, you know what I will say about this into the past in a High Republic, you just could do anything, right? Like, I kind of don't want Yoda be, to be present. Though it will be confusing if he doesn't. I don't know. I think he has to be for 400 years. Yeah, but like... yeah, Like, definitely no Coruscant. So they put them somewhere else. I think in the... In the Xbox... Night of the Old Republic, they were on, like, Dantooine. And, and that has no bearing on this movie because they don't have to do it. But I remember, like, oh, that's Dantooine. She mentioned it in the first time. Oh, this is cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because, like, I think at the end of the day, the storylines are always going to feel the same. Some unknown problem that's going to have some kind of cat- catastrophic. Well, doesn't, I don't know if it has to have, be catastrophic effects, you know? Like, I don't think they need to, like, blow up a planet or something like that. I hope not. I hope we're, we're, we're past all that or before all that. But I just... I I just said this a little while ago. I just want a more a smaller scale story, yeah, with cool um, effects. You know, you spent like so long with Darth Sidious' plan of like just killing everyone and basically becoming death and what have you. Like, let's get a Sith, uh, new Sith philosophy that's like. We are dark side users, and this is what we want to do. So, like, maybe it's just more Sith, right? Maybe that would be fun. So, if we have this Order of the Jedi, 
let's have one of the Jedi go to the Sith side. That was a big reveal with like Darth Revan uh, and Darth Malak and that whole storyline. Like Darth Revan was a Jedi, or you are Darth Revan the whole time, and you're supposed to be the good guy in the in the game. Wouldn't so, it be like, awesome if it was a female villain, like a female Sith? Yeah, yeah, and they kind of did that with uh, oh god, Darth. Someone somewhere going like Darth Darth Treya, Darth Treya, which was I believe a character, but yeah, no, it's I'm down for everything. That's why it's one of the things you kind of like about the prequels when you get to see all the Jedi and all the different kinds. And you're like, yeah. oh, look at that guy, he looks like an ox. Oh, look at that guy, he looks like an octopus. <laughs> I hope <laughs> they bring us some familiar aliens again, though. Like. Uh... Like I, I, oh. I, I, I don't get me wrong. I think it's important to introduce new aliens to the saga. Yeah, but give, give us what we know. Like, wh- why? Where are the Rodians in Rise of, in the sequel trilogy? Where are these aliens in the sequel trilogy? Why? Why are they completely banished from anything yeah, yeah. at that point? I don't like. Eventually, you get an Ewok at the end. You know, Akbar, sure, Nyanyab, who apparently died. Nyanyab is dead. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Which is the weirdest... <laughs> it's so weird to me. They're like, oh, yeah, he died on a... Why? 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 Like, I don't... Uh, whatever. <laughs> Just like, reasons. <laughs> I know, like... Okay, if you're not going to give somebody an emotional death um, that you've made a, a point to put in these three movies... Mm. Or I mean, four in total now, right? Or yeah, four. like don't don't just be like, and like uh, don't let the author of the novelization be like, yeah, he died. By the way, like okay, I mean, if it's in the book, it's in the book. But if I mean, the book's not out until the end of March, so why come out with that now? Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird to me. Like, surprise us! Like, what is there's? <laughs> I love just seeing when I look up news for Hollow News, and it's like. This is why what we could do to fix Star Wars. I'm like, do we need it? Does it need fixing? It's made the money it needs to make. Well, I'll tell you, enough money in that comparison. But like, I'm on a uh, complete Forbes.com boycott. Oh God, that is the worst website of all time. And the the writer there, I won't say his name, but the writer there absolutely hates Star Wars. Since Solo, it's just been. I haven't seen anything last year, but since Solo, just been bashing Star Wars left, right, and center. It's like we don't like Star Wars. Just stop writing about it. Stop yeah. writing about it. Write about something else. I'm writing about it at Forbes or Star Wars. I'm just like, huh. <laughs> yeah. Anytime I see, I type in Star Wars and I see Forbes, I immediately pass over it. Yeah. And uh, they might be muted on my Twitter. I'm not going to say whether or not they are, but <laughs> I have no idea. Like, if you're just going to hate something to hate it, then get out of my face. Yeah. That's it. If you have something honest to say about it, an honest critique, an honest uh, 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 article, sure. I'll read it. But if you're just going to go in right away, which is with a negative, we live in hate culture, Brock. It's all hate culture, and I'm over the hate culture. Let's get the the nice culture. The great culture. The great culture. We're going to start the great culture. We just lost all of our subscribers. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> wants, nobody wants positivity anymore. It's always like... You know, it's just negative clicks. Like, oh, 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 my God. Like, like this Trevorrow crap that happened this week. Oh, that script's out, and it's way better. Is it? I don't know. Like, let's, yeah. let's, I haven't read it, and let's put out our vibes. I'm going to say it because I'm going to assume I know your your thoughts on this. The, that is a big topic in the last few weeks, but, again, there was a new reveal this week that the Trevorrow script has been leaked, and it makes it better, and blah, 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 blah. Why does it matter? It doesn't like why. Doesn't why matter. would you even dwell on this? Because it's not. It's not going to happen. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. We still don't have the, the. Uh, oh God, the uh, Justice League cut. What is it? What's it got? Snyder Zack cut. Snyder. Yeah. Zack Snyder cut. Like that's not happening officially yet, right? It's just popular. Or are they actually thinking of doing it? Uh I think eventually it's going to happen because of the online support because right but i but yeah it's not i don't think they ever i don't think they care i like if i think if there's a way for them to put it together cheap on the cheap they will right yeah like it's it hasn't happened yet so like okay i guess i guess they changed what sonic looks like in the sonic movie but like they changed shredder in the michael bay ninja turtles as well ah yes okay yeah fair (laughs) 
I'll say I'll say one of them looks like the right choice. One of them, Shredder, was the wrong choice. <laughs> but it's just like what at what point do we think that we have the power to like to make these changes? Like the movie came out and it made money. Like Justice League, you can kind of argue that it wasn't. I don't, I don't know. It's if it was a bomb. But like it, it doesn't matter. Like it's it's look if there was a J.J. Abrams like deleted scenes that changes the whole movie, that's a thing to fight about. But the guy Trevorrow, I I was down when he was director. I'm sure it's great. But then like you can't tell me anything is this. I the one thing I will t- would say that's a interesting takeaway from reading his script, which I haven't or read what it's about. It would be nice to know what was the same and hope that has something to do with the story group. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, there was a plan. Uh, so but I don't think that's the case. You know what I mean? I, uh, I did look at it. Mm-hmm. And there's, so there's, uh, I think it's uh, Robert Burnett was the first one to uh, say he read it and talk about it on YouTube mm-hmm. and making Star Wars the next day I believe came out and said that they read it and they put the the similarities and the differences and I'm not 100% sure I buy this script um, but it's very I think they're both a little bit different too and I don't believe that they would have a crawl that early on either they have mm. an outline of the crawl at that point I just it's just it, there's too much in it that feels like it's there after the quote unquote fallout of the rise of Skywalker. Like right away, it's like, well, Rose is in this way more. It's like, was she like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's so on the nose on that. Mm-hmm. And then like, I think the, I don't think making Star Wars, I think they had different planet names. Cause the, the Burnett one, I believe was like Coruscant, Mustafar, like all the prequel planets are in there. And you're like, well, right. what? There's no, no, like I, that stuff I don't buy. I just feel like it's too on the nose on yeah. what fans want. So I'm, I look, it might be real. It might not. I don't know. Um, from what, without, without giving any details to me, cause I just don't want to know, but this is what, this is what I think is the keystone of, if it is, is Palpatine in that no. script. <laughs> but Trevorrow did say that Palpatine wasn't in his script. And I will say yeah. this. Making Star Wars uh, put out a leak on this is what Trevorrow's script was months ago. And Trevorrow went to Twitter and said, this is false. And he has not, as of yeah. recording this, have not done that yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't know if it's if it's uh, valid or not. Um, and like you, I, 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 don't, I wanted to see it just to see it because we do a podcast. But ultimately, I don't care. Um, yeah. Ultimately, I I don't care, and if it's real, cool, you got fired. Yeah. But like, if if Palpatine is not the villain in this one, then there's like no point in making the movie because it's a totally different movie. You know what I mean? So it's just like then there can't be a comparison because you're not you're you're just asking for a new movie. You're not you're not fixing what you have. Yeah, no, it's but pretty it's different. There are. There are certain beats that are similar, but it's it's definitely different. Yeah, like I just, it just it just seems pointless. If anything, if you liked, how about this? If you like Trevorrow's script, say, "Hey, Star Wars, let Trevorrow make a Star Wars movie." I tweeted that out. What if he's doing the new movie? <laughs> Look, yeah. he something happened. He got fired. We don't know. We don't need to know either. No, this is yeah. the thing. I love behind the scenes, but it's getting to a point now when we're almost too into the scenes. It's like I don't you don't need to know every single thing that happens in making a movie unless you are involved in making that movie. And now yeah. we are going in with these preconceived notions like, oh, well, the directors of solo were fired, so let's see where they could see where let's see where we could see that difference. And you're there with like this critical eye that you don't have. You don't you'll see Frozen 2 and you're like, Well, let's see if if Olaf got cut. No one no. You go in and you watch the stupid movie and you want to hear a song and you want to see Olaf be awesome and that little lizard thing that Andrew said is only in like one scene but Josh Gad said you would fall in love with and I'm going to believe Josh Gad over Andrew because I've never met Josh Gad but I've definitely met Andrew and I know that he's a liar <laughs> but you know what? you're right you're, uh, you make a good point or, or you don't well yeah you make a good point but what I want to say is thank you for bringing up Josh Gad everyone should be Josh Gad yeah 
you want he does the fun video where he tries to get Daisy Ridley to say something, but and then they took him to <laughs> celebration, uh, Galaxy's Edge. Oh, oh, Galaxy's Edge. Uh, and celebration. So it's yep. like that guy is just showing his love for Star Wars, and look at how it's paying off for him. I mean, yeah. it helps that he's an actor. Just have but... <laughs> like it's it's just a movie, and we're looking too deep into it, trying to find too much yeah, to critique for no apparent reason. All right, want to go to the odds? Let's do it. Let's go to this week's 151st edition of Never Tell Me the Odds. Today's odds are brought to us by Patreon. Brock, who are our patrons? Executive producer Heidi Fetter, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Christine Allison, Mary Kristen Aton. I think I said it right that time. <laughs> Jeff Wilson, Aaron Quinton, Al Schuler, Phil Staniforth. Austin Schur, Scott D, Andy Haynes, Josh, Josh Price, Mason Hope. It's my turn. Yeah. Did you get Josh Price? He, I got Mason Hope. Um, so Matt W. Matt W. Rez, Rural Farm Boy, Frank Perkins, Sooner Thrawn, Neil Lowry, D. Raven, Spencer, Matt Dallas, DJ Blake, Gleek Play One, Janet Rubio, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Girls with Sabres, and the guy who's wearing denim right now. The Denim Nerds. Denim Nerds. And the Denim Nerds has a Denim Nerds live channel. Actually, we should tell everybody about our secondary channel, Brock. We should have done this off the top. Yeah, it's on we the have rundown. A, Detours. We're calling it detours. I don't know my change. Uh, we're going to take highlights from these shows, so put little little snippets of them over there. Maybe some extra like uh, little little stuff content. This will be more long form here. That will have a lot of little things right now. RSPN detours, uh, formerly digital charcuterie. Right, Brock? Yeah. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe to this. We keep. We need to start doing this more. I just forget. We need to have a graphic that's just right away. Bah, like and subscribe. Mm. Yeah. Smash they the like stand. button. People we, are savvy. We, Why do we need to remind them? We need Girls with Sabres to be on all of our chats just to remind people to smash the like button. No, because they will not talk to me about Raylos. <laughs> they, they will not. They will absolutely not. I won't either. All right. Here we go. Never tell me guys. The first audit is brought to us by Patreon's own Dead Allen. Woo-woo. Who was on Vulnerable Confidence on the show last week and will announce the winner on next week's show. Yeah. Uh, because we're busy and we don't have time. All right. Uh, the first odd from Den Allen is, will we get a book explaining how Palpatine returned? A book I explaining so. Shivi's return. Now, they haven't really... Have they re- explained anything in the visual dictionary? I don't like watching videos about Andrew... So I didn't watch our review of it. Um, the visual dictionary? They like, mention things. They describe things, but like, does that, yeah. Does it have any explanation in it from For, what you see? No, Palpatine is not even mentioned in this book. Okay, cool. But Dominic uh, Monaghan, Beaumont Kin, my new favorite Star Wars character, can't wait to get his action figure from Dollarama. <laughs> the dollar store will 100% have that one if they if they make it. But I, I'm pretty. I feel like the novelization of this movie will have something. Yeah. Because that's a good spot for it. If not, it'll be in a comic. I think you absolutely have to do it. I'm going to go 90%. How do you, uh, yeah, how do you not? Um, yeah, 90% as well. <laughs> yeah, sorry. How do, you, how do you not do it? Like, that's yeah. just a gold mine. The Plagueis novel is still talked about by people. Yeah, yeah. These yeah. stories are gold mines. You absolutely have to do it. You owe it. You don't owe it to anybody, but you owe it to your bank account. If you're Lucasfilm and Delray Books and all that, you owe it to your bank account. Your yeah. business model should just be GVP novelization. Yes. All right. Our right, next odd. Uh, will we see Finn as a Jedi in Disney Plus or in future Star Wars films? He said no. Uh, John Boyega said he will not do Disney Plus. He said you will not TV me. That's what he said. Those were his exact words. That's a mistake, but whatever. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, you, you can say whatever you want, but when Disney rolls up to your house and backs up the dump truck full yeah. of stone cold cash, you're like, wow. Look, John, I know you think that uh, the 
the what have you got Pacific Rim franchise is gonna <laughs> save you. I don't know. I haven't seen that new one yet. No. I saw the first one. It's all right. It, I kind of fell asleep, but I had nothing to do with the movie. I was just tired, <laughs> so it's hard to give it a good rating. <laughs> uh, I don't know. As a Jedi, I want to go twenty-five percent because I just don't want it to happen. I'm okay with talking about him being force sensitive, but. I said this on last week's live stream that I loved the way they handled his force sensitivity. I was somebody that didn't need him to be a force sensitive. I was okay with him not being force sensitive because I love Han Solo and he was very much Han Solo in a lot of respects. But the way they handled it I thought was great because there's nothing over the top. He just senses things. He gets a sense of feeling and he says that. And I really, really appreciate that because one thing I, I don't want to see are superhero Jedi. I don't want everybody to be like, look, I could use a force. And they just start grabbing things out of thin air. And you're like, whoa, calm down. Um, but I don't know if I want to go any further with him as a Jedi. Now, him being trained, I don't know. I do like Boyega and I like Finn. I think it would be a lot of fun. I'm going to mm-hmm. go 41%. That's pretty. That's higher than I thought. <laughs> that's higher than I thought it would go when I first saw put the odd together. Uh, and our final odd for episode one fifty one will Obi Wan Kenobi be in the Mandalorian season two? Will he show up and be like, "Hello there," and then the Mandalorian be like, "Hi." Mm, no, zero percent. Zero percent. All right. Do I want something like that to happen? Sure, but I don't know if Obi Wan's the best person. Who's the best person? Lars Santeca. <laughs> I no. love that can make sense, but I don't know about the middle age Luke Skywalker. <laughs> that could happen. There, there's that a rumor that a legacy character will be appearing on. Uh, on the Mandalorian season two. And so. when you say legacy, you mean EU or something from the past? Somebody from the um that we know. Like that's a, in canon. Yeah. Like uh somebody from the movies, I suppose. Gotcha. I'm go I'm gonna go on Anakin appearing in in the Obi Wan series in a flashback. Yeah. And I want him to say that he wants his son to have his lightsaber when he's older. Mm. That's what I want. I mean, the question is, like, how expensive is it to put put it someone's face on another person's body? You know what I mean? They did it for Dooku during all the fights in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. But so, how expensive is that? I don't know. Deep, deep fake. Deep fake, Brock. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of people you are saw, doing it. You saw and the Irishman. We know Disney is scanning all the actors for at least Star Wars or Lucasfilms, rather. That was a thing we reported on years ago, where they're just scanning all their bodies so video games look better. I'm like, mm, is that it? <laughs> so, well, it's on file. Did I give a percent? 11. Uh, for which which one is this? This is uh, like Obi-Wan on... You said 0%. Obi-Wan on season 2 of the Mandalorian. Yeah, Obi-Wan, that's right. I just... I Look, it, it could happen because, you know, the timing could work out in flashbacks that he shows up, but... In the Mandalorian, though, yeah, the flashbacks during the Clone Wars. Oh yeah, okay. But it only works in a flashback, so I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I don't hate it, but like I, w- I don't hate it, but it, I don't think it, I don't. I just don't think it's gonna happen. I just don't think we need Jedi in it. But yeah, no, no, we, yeah. I I don't know. Well, you have the dark saber, so I think that that actually yeah, puts at ease the need of a lightsaber now, right? Like, if you put dark saber in it, then put put uh, Sabine in it somehow. What if the Mandalorian gets Darth Vader's saber? Well, that's the thing. I think Sabine should show up, or Bo Katan should show up. Yeah. yeah, one of those two has. We have to know how he got. Anyway, we're going off base. Sorry to our British friends who haven't <laughs> seen it yet. We should have said spoiler alert there. Uh, Brock, do you have some news for us? Hollow news. Hollow news. That was my new rendition of that. I hope nobody's ears are bleeding. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hollow news. The news you need to know right now. An Arizona bookstore apparently has found Mark Hamill's original Star Wars soundtrack on vinyl that it was gifted to him by composer John Williams. Now, they knew it was Mark Hamill's vinyl because it said 
it was signed by John Williams saying, Dear Mark Hamill, may the force always be with us. And it was somehow, it, it was found in an Arizona bookstore. Now, and then they reached out to Mark Hamill saying, hey, we have your thing. And Mark Hamill is shocked that they had it. He has no idea how the record got out there. And, uh, and, it, and it was, you know, he didn't sell it. It's like, this is a valuable thing to me. But uh, they found it, and apparently in July of 2018, a woman brought 10 to 20 boxes filled with her deceased father's Star Wars collection to Bookman's Entertainment Exchange in Flagstaff, Arizona. Within it, there was books, comics, um, films, uh, action figures, and the big thing in it was this record. Now, I actually have, I think... Similar copy, you can't see it on the set. It's the vinyl, it's the Star Wars 1977 release of it, I guess, because it came out the same year, roughly, as the same movie as the movie. And somehow they had it, and they were like, "Oh wow!" That they were almost going to sell it recently, uh, but then they decided to say, "No, this is Mark Hamill's thing," and it apparently was one that was a pre. It was a copy that wasn't sent to a store. It was like the prototype or whatever you call it for before it went to market so they reached through twitter and then reaching out through reddit they were able to contact mark hamill and he went there and picked up the the vinyl record apparently and then signed a whole bunch of stuff and he was he's truly shocked that they went to this trouble to get it back to him but that's a cool story and wow amazing uh, for all you fans of New Fallen, uh, New Fallen Order, <laughs> the Fallen Order video game, there is DL, well, not DLC. There are new additions to the game. They fix some patches and what have you. But I believe officially right now you can download uh, some extra like skins and what have you. The Gold Squadron Stinger Mantis skin, BD1 skin, Umbaran campaign lightsaber hilt, the Megito campaign. Lightsaber hilt, and most importantly, you can now change your lightsaber to orange. So, if you wanted to be Ray all this time, now you can't. <laughs> Cal Kestis, you've just been raided. Oh, I don't know. And in our final story, uh, now that the decade is over, it has been announced that Marvel Star Wars issue number one, the first Star Wars book to come out after Marvel. Uh, had the license returned to them after the Disney purchase. It, it was the highest selling, top selling single issue from 2010 to the end of 2019. The book written, uh, let me try to remember, written by Jason Aaron, uh, drawn by John Cassidy, and I believe inked by Laura Martin is the number one. And uh, the top 10 basically dominated by Marvel and DC. Uh, what we got here, number one, Star Wars, Amazing Spider-Man, number one, was the third spot. Secret Wars, number one, was the fourth spot. Amazing Spider-Man, the ninth. Star Wars, Vader Down, was number ten. And DC had Detective Comics 1000 at number two, Action Comics at number five, and Dark Knight 3, Master Race at number eight. So that's pretty, pretty interesting. It's not overly surprising because, like I said, it was the first issue after... A long run of no Marvel Star Wars. And also, they put about 50, 50 variants of the covers. And I think I showed this to you, to James. When it came out, they had a cover where Jackson the Rabbit from their Marvel series was on the cover. So, yeah, that's the news. And now it's over. The news is over, but let's go quickly over to... Our good friend Aaron Quinton, who has some news of his own. Thank you so much, James. Hi, my name is Aaron Quinton, and you guys all might know about my theories concerning how uh, Ben Solo might still live on past the rise of Skywalker. Uh, so come and join me um, and um, some friends of mine. Uh, We're all going to be discussing exactly what could it mean if Ben Solo lives? Um, or we're going to be talking about different theories, speculation, um, covering every angle that you can think of. Where is Ben Solo? Uh, when 
is Ben Solo? Why is Ben Solo? Um, so we might be uh, playing a, a little bit of, uh, you know, guessing games here. Um, but we also, you know, we might dive into some speculation about exactly where they could take a future story with Ben Solo. And uh, I just wanted to say that I'm really grateful to Brock and James and Andrew and uh, Darth Ward at the Rebel Scum Podcast for having me aboard. Um, this is going to be a regular show that you uh, ladies and gentlemen can tune into. Um, and I hope you all enjoy it. And I'm looking forward to getting into some deep discussion, some deep dives about exactly how could Ben Solo live. All right. So may the force be with you always. See you soon. Top five. Thanks, Aaron. Finding, Thanks. finding Ben Solo. We're going to get to the bottom of Ben Solo. Do you think Ben Solo is in Vegas with Elvis Brock? Because <laughs> he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, and uh, with Jimmy Hoffa and Al Pacino for some reason. Uh, I don't know if you've seen The Irishman, but we know what happened to Hoffa now. Did you watch the whole thing? I don't had it. Never had a follow up. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. I should have. I, I think I would prefer reading the book to be honest. Yeah, apparently it's good. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, fake faces. All right, top five this week. Faces. Top five cool-looking characters. Obviously, Ooh. we uh, should be on the list, but we're not allowed to say ourselves, Brock. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, Irishman, I would say across the board, all cool-looking characters. You know, you know what's... I don't want to get into it. I was going to say something about Hollywood and how they cast people anyway um de niro top five cool looking characters in the star wars universe that means professor snape cannot be on your list brock take snape (laughs) right off your list i'll go first with my favorite two tubes I love two tubes. Two tubes made my list. Well, good on you, Rogue One. Good on you. You are the only pre sequel trilogy for Disney era. I don't know what to call it. The only Disney era Star Wars character to appear on my list. Praetorian Guards, once again, honorable mention. I went with a different guard. Brock, yours. My number one is Madame Proxima from Solo. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I, I was great. Blown- one yeah that character and i was like oh, why is this movie so dark i can't steal the details to the point that like when they you do see a picture of that character you're like oh wow this is not what i remembered it looked like uh, but the character was so interesting and the fact it was a big hulking beast but it was so enticing but yeah i really like that i wanted more because she looked so cool yeah she was great she's not on my list uh my number four gamorian guards these are the guards that that took this was honestly Gamorian and Praetorian guards were going back and forth. The Knights of Ren were on my list at one point, but I was like, "Look, I think they look cool, but because they're all black, it gets lost." Yeah, um, <laughs> they look good in like a scene where it's raining and there's a lot of blue. Yeah, for two seconds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number four is also from Solo, Emphy's Nest. Wow, look at you. What? What a fun character. I, character. I really wish they would build on that somewhere because, like, yeah, like, it's sort of like the early rebellion. And then I think, like, for the longest time, we were looking at that trailer like it was going to be a Western and it had such a very First Nation Aboriginal look to it. So it's like, oh, that's the chief and he's the gunslinger. Uh, and then it was just interesting that, you know, she pulls off the helmet and it's just a regular red-headed lady so i love one i do love emphasis nest mm-hmm. i have that figure i showed you a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. uh my number three Django fett boom i love Django. he was Django. actually you know what to be honest uh last one was praetorian guards versus gamorian guards gamorian one this one was actually Django versus zam wessel i can't even make that up that is an <laughs> honest to goodness truth they were both right here at number three and then uh, I went with uh, with Django instead. <laughs> My number three 
is going to be Bosk. Because nice. he's my fave. That's it. <laughs> my number two. <laughs> Kenobi. That's General Grievous. I think General Grievous is super cool looking when he pins out all four lightsabers. I was trained in the Jedi arts by your <laughs> Count Dooku. <laughs> That's my impression of Grievous. I'll be here all week. My, my number two, we're going back to the prequel. It's something I've learned to appreciate in the last few years. Watto. Yes! It's so interesting. when you, re- Especially if you watch it on a good TV, like a 4K TV. Like just the, I, Maybe it's in a remastered version or the Blu-ray where it's uh, just the quality of the hairs coming mm-hmm. out of it. And just the character in general is really fun. Watto obviously is not on my list, but gosh darn it, I love me some Watto. Uh, Watto, you know what? If we were like doing like, because we did the top five uh, Skywalker Saga characters, but if we were doing like all time, like we'll probably do an all time favorite list, Watto would be on my all time favorite top five, I think. Oh, for sure. I think he would be. Um, actually, that would be really hard to do too, because I think Jar Jar might get on that, but it would be really tough because there's so many. But my number one for cool looking characters. Darth Maul. I love Darth Maul. We don't need to go any further. Um, You know, his character gets a lot more development in the Clone Wars. And, of course, he shows up in Solo. And then Rebels, obviously, where he meets his end in a a cool way. But he's just such a cool-looking character that it was the look and the athleticism of Ray Park that really kind of propelled him Mm -hmm. into the cult status. So uh, I love me some Darth Maul. My number one... Maybe not surprising if you've watched recent episodes with us. The meme, the top meme of 2019, Baby Yoda. And I'm like, why do you say that, Brock? Because it's reinvigorated my love for puppets. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this return to the puppets, we're seeing it with uh, Bobby Frick as well, but like, Baby Yoda, that feels like the epoch of that. Where it's just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it looks so, he looks so good, and like, just the facial expressions and what you can get out of a puppet. Like when you look at what you Yoda originally was like, oh wow, that's w- yeah. wild. And now they've they've found a way to reinvigorate that where it's like, it's a puppet and it's doing this. Maybe there's a lot of CG. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I no, apparently love- it's a five million dollar puppet. Oh, that, yeah, that's right. I read that article. That's right. Like, that just, they have to do a behind the scenes on how they did Yoda, Baby Yoda. I'm sure they would. I just can't wait to find out what his name is. I still am hoping for Kevin. Jean St. Pierre. Actually, uh, Taika Waititi. Oh, what did he say his name was? Nigel. I think he said Nigel. Because <laughs> an article only Taika Waititi and John Favreau know his name. And he goes, Nigel? <laughs> um, but I think Gina Carano said that she knows the name. Um, so I guess we're going to find it out in season two. But I wouldn't hold my breath either. I feel like, like I mean, would you? If they're like, you're going to learn the baby's name. And they're all like, we know it. I'm like, I don't know if I, yeah. I don't think we're going to learn it in season two. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't learn it till the very end. And he goes, I'm Kevin. <laughs> I, I, I would totally get behind that because like we've said before, like that whole series turned out totally opposite of how we thought it would so it's just like keep doing it why not it's working yeah absolutely episode 151 rebel scum podcast baby yoda show yo we should call this the baby yoda podcast (laughs) any honorable mentions on your top five that didn't quite make it on the list i mean gamorian guards is a good one they're going to be in season two the mando Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, I'm excited. I love the Gamorrean guards. They are uh, underutilized awesomeness. There's a lot of cool things in Mandalorian too. Like the 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 crew from the Prison Break episode is really interesting. Like Clancy Brown's uh, Devonian yeah. character is interesting. Like yeah, and like I was almost gonna put L uh, L L three and. Uh, K2SO just because it's like I like this new design of droid yeah. their tryout so yeah man yeah I thought of some stuff I, it was I didn't have too many 
like sequel trilogy on it, and I was and I've been I watched I've watched the Last Jedi four times in the last week, <laughs> and I, I actually I just I really enjoy that movie, but. Like the Kendo Bite aliens are fine, but there's nothing that really is like, yes, you know what I mean? They're almost too men in blackish at times in the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> like they're missing the George Lucas because I think George Lucas is a twelve year old. They're missing that. Like they're just there's just this but you see it in, in like Rogue One and Solo more, and I think that's because that's more the Lucas film. Yeah. I think like- it's more there in yeah. All the aliens you see at the card card game where Lando and Han meet for the first time. Like I was when I was thinking about this, I'm like, ah, oh, the characters in that are really yeah. cool looking. Yeah. But like even you mentioned like Enfys Nest is on your list and Proxima yeah. and I had two yeah. tubes and those are like indis like they are Star Wars characters to a T. Yeah. Whereas um Eloatsi It's fine. But it doesn't yeah. have that. It it almost it's too. It just doesn't have that George Lucas magic to it. I mm-hmm. I just I'm like what what is I, I can't describe it. And look, I might maybe everybody disagrees with me, and that's fine. But I just feel like there's something that's just missing with that design, and they were able to get it with um with these. But I will say, you know, like J.J. Abrams got the feel of Star Wars uh, as a whole, even without yeah. having those so much of those characters in like but anyway there's a lot of cool characters in star wars let us know what your top five characters are as well check us out on patreon did you like and subscribe me no oh you're talking to the people like and subscribe do it do it now give us a like and a subscribe this is the 151st episode of the rebel scum podcast he's brock i'm james and he was always scum rebel scum Hey scumbags, thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.